iShares and S&P Dow Jones indices are proud to support the Wealth Management Edge podcast and financial advisors. With more than 1,250 products worldwide, iShares is dedicated to empowering millions of people to make their money work for them. Visit www.ishares.com to learn more. S&P Dow Jones Indices is the largest global resource for essential index-based concepts, data and research, and home to iconic financial market indicators such as the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average iShares and S&P Dow Jones indices are unaffiliated entities. Hello, my name is Navia Jenkins-Johnston. I am the senior conference producer for wealthmanagement.com events like Inside ETFs, Retirement Income Edge, Wealthstack, and I am pleased to host the Wealth Management Edge Visionaries podcast. We get a chance here to speak to the subject matter experts who make our conference unforgettable. Thanks for joining us. Hello, all, and welcome again to the Wealth Management Edge Visionaries podcast. I am extremely excited to welcome our next guest. Corey McCruden is an incredible force in the financial services industry uh, with experience um, that that is so valuable to us and she keeps uh presenting new growth we're excited that she joins us as managing director of wealth and asset management for uh ernst and young and uh i think that she would do even a better job of introducing herself and the topic that we'll be diving into today so with that i will uh i'll hand it over to you corey uh, thank you, Nabia, and and back at you. I think you're you're a force <laughs> in the industry, and uh, you and I have had lots of conversations about work that we're doing and needs to be done to make our industry even more awesome than it already is. So I'm I'm just delighted to to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Like you said, I'm a managing director for the wealth management and asset management practice at EY. And my area of focus is on technology, actually, within the sales, marketing, and distribution space. So my clients tend to be heads of distribution, heads of marketing across the wealth and asset management landscape. And that may be for financial institutions that are banks, that may be for RIAs, that may be for asset managers, that may be for broker dealers, that may be for insurance companies. Anything related to wealth management is where I love to get engaged and stay on top of things, which is tough to do nowadays. And we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but yeah, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. It's um, it's exciting when you're able to combine topical information. It, and who isn't, uh, who isn't having AI as top of mind for them right now? Uh, I think that's, that's everyone. It's incredible when we're able to combine that with folks who can guide us uh, on the right way to do things, the, the the best practices that their research and their experience in the field has guided them towards. So I, I think that, that it's important then to start at the beginning and give our audience a description 
of what generative AI is uh, in, in layman's terms. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And you said it well, right? I think that wealth management is constantly evolving and there are opportunities to leverage technology in different ways. And some of these things can sort of feel like a passing fad. I won't lie. I was always a little skeptical about the metaverse. No offense to my <laughs> friends who work in that space. But I think AI and generative AI is definitely here to stay. We are thinking about Gen AI in terms of, and I don't use this term lightly, revolutionary technology. So on the order of think about what the internet did for us, think about what electricity did for our society or the steam engine. So it's it's definitely a hot topic. I think before I sort of describe it in terms that are accessible and that I understand, I'm not an expert in, in gender AI um, by any stretch, is to start a little bit with my background, which is not as a consultant. I actually spent the last close to 20 years in industry, in sales roles, strategy roles, marketing roles. I had the opportunity to work across the country. I worked in the United Kingdom. I've worked in Canada. I've worked with international investors. I've worked in banking environments and broker-dealer environments, NRA environments, and family office environments. And so over those years and through all of that experience, have my own points of view on what have been the friction points or where does the industry need to get its act together or move forward. And I actually do think Gen AI is going to be a huge game changer in a lot of those respects. So just to kind of get to the answer to your question, Gen AI very, very simply is different from what probably most of us understand to be sort of traditional artificial intelligence in that it's it's generative. So what's happening is new patterns and data that the model is trained on is being used to create really anything. It could be text, it could be numeric data, it could be images, and it's generating those that data in such a way that's that it hasn't repeated itself. And so it almost looks like it was created by a human, which makes it super exciting, but super scary as well. And I think maybe throughout this conversation, we'll talk about some of the maybe more concerning parts of Gen AI, but for the moment, I think it that part of it, the likeness to what has been created by a human and the ease with which we can interact with this technology is what makes it so exciting and why it's really taking off like wildfire. It's it, it you make such a great point that it is about this creative energy, uh, this creative energy with all of our all of our knowledge, um, a little bit of our strategy, and then, then that's a it's a great it's it, it, it's a good question how much how much of of who we are and the data uh, that we've provided in in. In, in terms of the, the engine for, that powers AI, um, how much of who we are is present, um, good, bad, 
and and indifferent. And so I'm I'm curious for financial advisors when we think about where the possibilities could go, where do you feel there's maybe some of the best use cases for our industry with generative AI? Where where do we see perhaps some human problems solved or some human problems passed on uh, through generative AI? Yes, that is so well said, Namya. And I think that's right. This is not a technology that means now we suddenly can sort of put our feet up, <laughs> job done. <laughs> um, this this is very much something that just changes really the way we work. Probably many of us have heard, maybe we haven't, about the uh, of this term called a co-pilot. And so this idea of Gen AI kind of being like your co-pilots, like sitting alongside you, making certain tasks easier for you, but not running the ship exclusively. You are still very much, the advisor is still very much the captain of their ship in no way, shape or form is this technology. And I don't, I personally really don't think that to be the case. I may have some naysayers that this technology would ever replace an advisor. You know, with that, I have thought a lot about this technology. I get the chance to speak with, as I said, the industry about this and how they're thinking about using it and the challenges that they are trying to solve with this technology. And so there's there's many, many use cases. I would say almost every week I read about a cool new way of deploying this technology, but I'll I'll offer up six and we can go through them. And they're really focused on applications of this technology specific to advisors and specific to advisors that are trying to grow their business and deepen their client relationships. This is perfect. This is perfect. And before I get into that, there are just some astounding statistics. And I know your audience loves statistics. We all do. If you're in yes. this industry, right? You love the data. Yes. I know how you roll. So I did yes. come a little bit prepared. Well, um, she knows me well. I do know you well. By 2024. So that's like in days. In days. Um, right? We're, we're going to be in 2024. 40% of enterprise applications will feature conversational AI. In 2020, it was less than 5%. So just think about that. Think about all the technology. And I've seen studies on the average number of apps that we use as, let's say, an employee or as, as part of an enterprise. It's over 150. Believe it or not, you think, do I really touch 150 different pieces of technology in a day? And you actually do, believe it or not. And so when you think about all of those applications, they're all starting to and will feature some type of conversational AI in them. And so that kind of goes back to my earlier point about how this is very much a co-pilot. And unlike the metaverse, which I feel like was a little bit further away from us, you had to really make an effort to engage. This is just going to and is already making its way into our day to day. So you probably already use Gen AI 
if you don't realize it, you, you, and you look at the applications that you use, whether that's a CRM system, whether that's yeah. Microsoft Office, whether that's email, all of these applications are embedding AI features into them. So that's coming. By 2026, over 100 million workers will be using GenAI to perform their jobs. So that's not like a nice to have or GenAI as being this extra thing that I use to maybe give myself a little bit of time back or make a, it becomes core actually to getting my job done. So that's incredible. When you think about website and mobile app design, when I led, I was the head of advisor and client experience at a $70 billion wealth and asset manager. And I had 1,300 independent advisors that were essentially small business owners, right? Trying to build their business. And so websites, mobile apps, all of those things were top of mind. Well, 60% of that is going to be automated through Gen AI by 2026. So when you think about all those dollars spent on agencies, on consultants, on design teams that are working on that, all of that capital is going to be deployed differently. And just the last I'll, I'll mention, by 2027, 15% of all new applications will be generated automatically by AI without any human involvement. It's about wow. zero or less than 1% now. Wow. So yeah, it's things are going to change at a increasingly rapid rate with and we're not like electricity, right? It's just there. It powers your life in a way that's almost invisible but essential. Gen AI is going to be the same. I think you you said earlier that we have comparisons to uh, this technology impacting us the way the internet has impacted our lives. And you just said uh, the way that electricity at one point impacted um, all of our lives and still sort of powers everything we do. Um, I think what's most interesting about this comparison, this last comparison you just made, Corey, is that we don't think about electricity anymore. Mm -hmm. we, we may We may give you know, a passing thought to the fact that we, we couldn't work the way that we do. We couldn't access the information we need to literally get from point A to point B without the internet. We may give that a passing thought, but we rarely, I mean, at least I'll say for myself, rarely think about the fact that my life is powered by electricity it fades into the background and it's it's just sort of working mm -hmm. and i'm not even thinking about it so it, it's i'm curious about i'm curious about some of the use cases that you're you're, you're about to bring up and mm -hmm. their their impact for financial advisors because what what future can we imagine where financial advisors will have something running in the background that impacts their business every day, impacts their ability to scale, impacts their ability to connect with their clients and know their clients, right? Create personalized interactions. What future can we imagine where generative AI will be doing some of that? So I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> yes. And well, and, 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 
the future is is faster than you think. I I spend a lot of time talking with clients. And I will say financial services, generally speaking, we tend to be a little bit more conservative, rightly yes. so. Right? Yes. <laughs> all, the are high, all the time. We're a highly regulated industry. And it makes sense that we should approach this with some scrutiny and, and trepidation, perhaps even. But I think there are frameworks and firms like mine working with our clients on how to sort of baby step their way into this. I've literally had CEOs say to me, you know, Corey, we're not leader of the pack here. We're core, we're sort of middle to back of the herd when it comes to this stuff. And I understand it, right? Historically, our industry has been extremely profitable and successful, right. but I cannot emphasize enough what got us here ain't going to get us there. So <laughs> the world has changed fundamentally. Nabia, your voice in the industry and your leadership and what you have brought to us, I, I value so much and I'm a huge supporter and I think is testament to this industry is evolving so quickly, I would say faster than it ever has in the past in a good way. So not just technologically, but also just in terms of what we're trying to do for people, how well we do it, inclusivity, all of those things. So when I hear some concern from clients or something like what I just shared from that particular CEO, <laughs> it's valid, right? It's it's totally valid. And so I think when we start to think about these use cases and applying them, how do we do that in a way that is risk aware and yeah. takes advantage of the frameworks that are already out there to be able to deploy this technology in a responsible compliant manner and that exists so i would say if you're you know the kind of person to sort of hide under the covers you don't have to do that don't do that <laughs> <laughs> come on out <laughs> it's okay um but i will say that you don't need to eat, start from scratch either so for firms for advisors out there that want to get up to speed on this or more savvy on this there's so much information out there and great people speaking about it and learning more about it that I would encourage everybody to just start to get into it sooner rather than later. Okay. Use cases. So is it okay to jump in? Yes. I have to All say right. thank you for the incredibly kind words first, but yes, it is okay to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I mean it. I mean it. So the first I would say is content generation. And Nabi, you said it well. A lot of the advisors I talk to, I'm on the sales and marketing tech side, right? So right. a lot of what my clients are interested in is growth. And I would say increasingly, given the last couple of years, look, the economy has been challenging, but capital is still being deployed. It's just being deployed differently. Investments are still getting made. They're just being invested differently. So I would say, in which is a good thing that advisors, platforms, wealth managers are more 
are trying to do a better job of really quantifying and qualifying the ROI that they're getting out of certain investments. And so these use cases are very much about that is, okay, if this is going to help us with this particular task, what's the actual ROI? Like, is this, I'm sure you've heard from our Silicon Valley friends, is this a vitamin or a painkiller, right? Like, is this a nice to have or a need to have? Oh, I like Um, it. (laughs) All right. So So content generation is huge, right? So when we think about the amount of content that is being generated today compared to what it potentially was even five years ago, it's it's night and day. 30% of all marketing messages from large firms will be Gen AI created. And that was 2% in 2022. So in not too long, not too far away, that's going to be a massive, massive change. So for all of those teams that are producing these things or agencies that you may be hiring or consultants that you may be hiring to do that. Gen AI has the capability to actually produce these things. That content is going to be compliant. It's going to be personalized. So it's going to be exactly what that recipient or target audience wants to hear about. And it's going to give a massive amount of time back to advisors and allow them to have incredible scale in their businesses that they don't have today. So for example, an advisor will be able to use Gen AI AI to convert a blog post into a video script or a social media post. Uh, Marketing and design teams, you know, I mentioned how regulated we are, right? So we know We need to be really, really careful, SEC and FINRA and (laughs) our fiduciary responsibility requires that any content that we send out into the market has to abide by certain standards. Well, as that volume of content and velocity of content has continued to rise, our compliance teams have struggled to keep up with that. And so what Gen AI is going to be able to do is give these compliance functions, think of that to be a co-pilot to the compliance function, to be able to review this content and ensure it's compliant before it hits the market at a scale that they've never been able to do before. This is, this is, exactly how I thought this conversation would go. I'm not even (laughs) going to lie because (laughs) it excites me to have conversations about what is coming up, what what is next, how we can tackle it, but bringing it home to where we are so that we have a place to start from is one of your gifts. And it, it excites me that you were able to give examples that apply to the the major the major avenue for advisors really gaining new clients which we know is is obviously the internet social media um is playing such a larger role than it ever has in in advertising essentially your skills and your personhood what do you individually bring to your practice essentially mm-hmm. as an advisor that makes you a right fit for a particular client. And so they're getting to know 
who you are, what you're about, what you stand for, so that they can trust you with their life's energy reflected through their wealth. And so when you say blog posts being turned into a video script, when you say, you know, we have the opportunity to have, if not quarter, um, and, and maybe this goes out exponentially in cutting down the amount of work that you have to do to get that voice out into various different mediums, that's incredibly powerful. I, uh, I think that advisors are in a place where they feel a little bit overwhelmed by how much, they, how much talking they have to do about themselves, about what they're doing. Um, and it's, it's great to feel like, even with, let's say, LinkedIn as an example, we can see right now, oh, you wrote this great summary uh, of, of who you are and your experience. Let's actually give you a sample of how AI would change that, right? And that's, that's sort of smallest of the examples. But when I, when I recently did this for my own LinkedIn page, I thought, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, what did, what oh, did it, it say? Ooh, Corey, what surprised you? Question. Yeah. What surprised me? I haven't um, done this yet. Yeah. I think I think this is a takeaway. This is a this is a homework lesson for all of us on the call. <laughs> Go and check out how LinkedIn changes your AI. Uh, LinkedIn uh, uses AI to change your profile. And one of the things that that stood out to me, Corey, was the fact that um, one, I could see the skills that I hope to bring to everything I do. Let's talk about it. The SEO, right? We want to be yeah. able to have increased searchability of our our skills and our and our talents and just the act of using a different word that's a perfect synonym for the exact thing that you were about to say but will bring you up higher in search results for uh, an engine to be honest LinkedIn is one of the most powerful engines in terms of you know bringing your 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 um your profile up on on Google searches so using the right words though are key so AI is, is able to, was able to kind of go in and say, Nabia, you use the word communication, perhaps, um, to describe what you, what you have done over the last 15 years that maybe encompasses writing in the beginning of my career and, um, and, and, and moves on to how we tell that story differently for events at this point in my career, but maybe we change that word from communication. Um, maybe we use storytelling instead. Oh, maybe interesting. Use, you see, yeah. So I feel- Interesting. And then just rearranging some of that. Um, so, mm -hmm. so, so I, 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 I am your use case, right? <laughs> you are my use case. So this is what I mean. The future is faster than you think. Ladies and gentlemen, here you go. This is it. <laughs> we, you are already, this is- I'm working on an article right now about Gen AI and is it hyper hope truly game changing? And it's sort of like, you're already using it. This isn't something that's far out there, you know, and, and that is part of a, a future that's, that's far away. It's, it's that, that, that is a great example. We are already using it. So the other, um the other part, that I want to mention to folks when we think about content, it's not just text, right? It's also, it could be audio, it could be numeric, it could be images. 
So when you think about, this was actually a question that came up a lot when I led advisor experience was, Corey, where can I get images that would be unique to me or to my brand that would be compliant, that would have no copyright issues? Yes. This would actually take a lot of time and expense to, to do. And so there are... I. I don't want to mention names because I don't want it to sound like an endorsement, but there are solutions on the market that essentially serve up compliant imagery. So you can go in, it's a self-service portal, and the images that you have access to through that portal are all on brand. So for example, if you're with Asset Manager X, you won't be served up any images that are being used by <laughs> Asset Manager Y, right? Uh, I mean, how many of us have seen this that image of the little green shoots plants with like coins below the <laughs> beneath the the surface of the soil why is that because you can use it it's free but it's everywhere it's so boring yeah. right yes. so when you do a blog post <laughs> now you'll have a chance to use images that are unique but also keep you out of trouble oh um, my gosh i love this from a, so so the for next use case I would say that I'm really excited about is cross-selling. And all that's to say is oftentimes my clients are advisors in a business that is, for example, like say a bank, for example, or, or an insurance company. And so that their clients may have other relationships or their other sales colleagues may have clients that don't yet have a wealth relationship. And so how do we bring the full force of the firm to bear? How do we yes. present ourselves, right, as one financial partner versus I got my insurance person, I got my wealth manager, I got my banker, so on and so forth. And so what Gen AI is able to do is to help advisors in real time. So that's that's also a significant difference in real time, provide insights into what their clients or potential clients need, their life stages, their interests, their behaviors. So it's not just, so today, for example, I've run Next Best Action programs, right? And for yeah. those who aren't familiar, Next Best Action is pretty much the way it sounds. It's you build a model, you reveal that model to an advisor at a point in time that is really irrelevant to what that advisor is doing or what's happening necessarily in, in that client's life. And it provides the advisor some ideas of what to do. So for example, a next best action could say, this person just started this onboarding paperwork for a particular product, but left at this point in time. And you may want to check in with them or see right. what's going on or how that can be completed. So it's, again, it's, it's fine, but it's not necessarily at the point in time or as personalized as it could be. And so Gen, Gen AI is, is going to give advisors much more information at the right time for the right person. And with offerings or ideas, it could even be maybe something going on in the market 
that is going to be relevant and specific to that client. And that's going to lead not only to a higher likelihood of actual products and services being sold, but ultimately a better client experience as well. This, you know, I think that people are going to be blown away if they don't already know or didn't know they could imagine that here is your advisor, right? For the advisor, <laughs> we have a, a guidance system built in to give you advice at the point of need and exactly exactly distilling the information that's being handed to it about where your client um, where your client is and and help you to get them to where they'd like to be. This is so dynamic. It, it, it makes me want to spend the rest of the day just sort of thinking about best next best next actions. I want to I want to sure. say this. I I I'm I'm so excited about it. I want to say this, Corey. We we have all of this information to give. In fact, you you talked about all of the use cases that you could present in 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 this conversation. And I wonder if maybe we do a little bit of an experiment and we take the conversation that we've had here and expand it out, right? And and use perhaps a little bit of technology and it, and and it sort of bring in the rest of the use cases for our audience online on LinkedIn as we publish this particular um, episode of Wealth Management Edge Visionaries, we, we are at a place where I think we need to start getting more and more used to uh, adapting to technology rather than having it roll over and steam over us um, and surprise us um, uh, unawares. So I think that, that, that what I'd like us to do as we expand this conversation is maybe give our audience a little bit of a next best action example. I'd love, I'd love to maybe have have an opportunity, perhaps via LinkedIn, for our audience. I love it. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Let me find you like it. it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I love that. Yeah. Oh, good. Wait, um, so I, I love how you you've given the audience like two homework assignments now. Yeah. It's I like, was, go fix your LinkedIn profile <laughs> and come to our website and yes. review these use cases. So exactly. I'm excited. We're going to have a live workshop and I'm, and I'm, <laughs> and I think that this is going to be amazing. Corey, I could sit with you forever and I sometimes have for you. <laughs> um, just, just sitting and talking about our work, how we find alignment, how we find alignment as people, right? Um, and and I think that what I'm happy about most for this conversation is that you've been able to bring to our audience what I feel is most special about those conversations, which is that you are always focused on the client experience and ways to multiply and amplify that. I couldn't be more grateful for the information that you've brought to our audience. And I couldn't be more grateful for our audience uh, listening in. So join us with your homework ready, right? <laughs> um, literally in one 
two, three. iShares and S&P Dow Jones Indices are proud to support the Wealth Management Edge podcast and financial advisors. With more than 1,250 products worldwide, iShares is dedicated to empowering millions of people to make their money work for them. Visit www.ishares.com to learn more. S&P Dow Jones Indices is the largest global resource for essential index-based concepts, data and research, and home to iconic financial market indicators such as the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. iShares and S&P Dow Jones Indices are unaffiliated entities.